effects. Let's look first at the new reality of central banks' balance sheets. As we know from magazines like The Economist and newspapers like The Financial Times, central bank balance sheets have become very large. And in particular, four central banks hold almost one-third of the value of the world's GDP in these securities. The U.S. Federal Reserve, which we'll call the Fed, European Central Bank, which I'll often refer to as the ECB, the People's Bank of China, which is a very special case, which we touch on only marginally in the presentation, and the Bank of Japan, which probably has the longest and the most interesting history, except for China, of purchasing these private sector assets. And so we see not only that the size of these purchases is very large, but also the concentration in particular markets has been extremely pronounced. Therefore, we are in a position to see some of the knock-on effects in securities markets and ultimately in investment. In figure 4.b, we look at the composition of these central bank balance sheets citing other academics. This infographic particularly looks at the balance of the central bank holding vis-a-vis -vis private versus government assets, domestic versus foreign assets. How have central banks responded before, during, and after the crisis buying the securities they think would help solve the crisis and promote economic growth? Unsurprisingly, most of the governments in most of these rich jurisdictions that we've reviewed tended to load up on government securities, as is conventional wisdom in central banking. We tend to see all three of the large central banks, the European Central Bank, the Bank of England, the US Fed, we don't show it here, but also the Bank of Japan, buy more private sector assets. And we know relatively little about the economics and the law of these purchases only because this type of approach has been taboo over the last decade or so.